Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, as always, is my sister, not my spouse, Aaron. Hello, brother husband. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we do it. Uh, sweet Jesus. Uh, we've been away for a while. I mean, to, for I've... the listening public, they don't notice, but we have right. been away. We're pulling back the screen. We've been on vacation for like five or six weeks. Something ridiculous. Like since mid-May. And again, you're not going to listen to this till God knows when, uh, humble audience. But it's been it's been a couple, like almost two months we've been uh, away from this. So if there's and some... now we can never take a day off because we burned through all our bank time. It's a sad situation. This week... We'll be discussing the new horror comedy classic, One Cut of the Dead, starring many, many, many Japanese actors. Good times. Many. Many. So, All right, but Aaron, before we get into that, I have a couple of things. Please. Uh, I don't know how I didn't bring this up when we recorded Piranha, but I neglected to tell the story of the time that I went to uh, get a fish pedicure where you yes. go and you put your feet to soak in a tank full of, of bloodthirsty fish that swarm and, and nibble at your calloused feet and you pay by the minute. Not piranhas. Minutes. I think we need to stipulate not a, f- a bowl of piranhas, but yes. Uh, quite frankly, I got some calluses. I would have uh, paid for something with sharper teeth. <laughs> According to the lady, they don't really eat it. They just kind of suck on the 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 dead skin. And they so, swarm. The more rot in your feet, the more the fish want to suck on your toes. That is true. You put your feet in the bowl, they just drop dead. I'm sad to say. They they like it. But it's really it's it, it's just a weird experience. It's more like tiny tickles on the bottom of your feet. So the first time you put your feet in and it's like a giant aquarium. They swarm at you. And they're like, blah, 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 blah. it's a freaky experience, but anyway. is that in Hawaii where they do that? No, I'm trying to think. I did, I did it in Italy, but okay. these are some kind of weird Turkish fish. I don't know. <laughs> they fly they needed, in from Turkey. Interesting. They need to have uh, sharper teeth because uh, the fact is, I still had calluses on my feet. So, I well, don't if know. they're not really nibbling, then what's the point? You know what I it's mean? Just a, a, a weird thing. It's just they said it got thing. so cold the previous year that all the fish died. So I was like, hmm. We don't leave them yeah. out in the snow, typically. No, this was but... inside, so that made no sense to me. They just turn off all the power on the weekends and <laughs> came back. It was just a block of ice. I just don't know. a block of ice. Aaron, give us your 30-second synopsis of One Cut of the Dead, please. No, I got one more story to oh, tell. Sweet Jesus. So on another note, because you said we were gone for five weeks, so... I was in Europe, and based on one of our other things, I was in Torino, which is where they shot, like, Profonda Rosa. Grand Torino? No, that's not where they shot Grand Torino. (laughs) Get out of here. But anyway, uh, besides that, they had a Dario Argento exhibition at their Museum of the Cinema, and it was awesome, full Dario everywhere. I went out and got a Suspiria t-shirt too. It oh, was pretty sweet. cool. Yeah, I, no, it was it, it was good. 
this is neither here nor there, but I was watching Joe Bob uh, this last season. He showed a new, well, not new, but new to me, uh, Dario, Argento, Dario Argento movie called Tenebrae. Uh, oh, I've heard, but I haven't seen it. What do you say? Is it on it, the list? It's on the list. I think it's good. It's good. It, and he it has is... a new one that just came out this year. Really? It was like dark glasses. It was like uh, something okay. Dark eyes, dark glasses. Something right. Like well, I mean, and Tenebrae is kind of like, uh, more like Profondo Rosso, where it's like, it's that giallo, where it's like a right. crime thing. And it's a it's a murder mystery. John Saxon's in it. It's good stuff. Early 80s. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Well, what was exciting, of course, is uh, Torino for Argento is like Santa Rosa for Hitchcock. They, they, they like using this. So part of it, it, it showed... Uh, different areas where they filmed there and we had just walked through one of the areas like at the beginning where it's the open courtyard at night and he's looking through the window and the, they, or he's looking up and there's a murder so we had walked just walked through there did they push the, the little creature before. on the on the tricycle towards you Oh, it had all the props. No, it had all the props from all the different movies. It was awesome. The little doll from Profondo Rosa right. that cracked. <laughs> yeah, was it was there. Time. It was there. It was awesome. If you haven't seen so Profondo Rosa, you got to check it out, ladies and gentlemen. And anyway. Suspiria. But and the Suspiria. old Suspiria. The old Suspiria. Dakota Johnson was... There was a couple good scenes in the reimagining, but I really like the old Suspiria. Old school. Old school. Give us your 30-second synopsis in the name of Christ. All right. So before we do that, I am going to talk about this movie, though. Uh, so I, I'm i sorry. What language did you watch this in? It was in Japanese with English subtitles. I had no subtitles. How did you even so, watch this then? Well, here's the weird thing. I had seen this before. You had not seen it with me. Well, why would I have watched it, Kevin? Why would I, I have watched it? It was on Joe it, Bob a couple seasons ago. Did I watch it at your house at, with Joe Bob? I don't subscribe to Shudder. I have Brit Box so I can watch my British soap operas. That's as subscribey as I get. I only subscribe to Shudder when Joe Bob is on. That's basically well, how I do it. Quite frankly, I rewatched it. I don't remember what any of the dialogue is. It, were, <laughs> Maybe I it was do it. I watched it only in Japanese with no subtitles. But you know, it's like watching Law and Order in a different country. You get the gist. <laughs> I don't know if you do. I guess well, we're gonna well, find out. I guess we're gonna find out. So. My 30-second review is, here we go, drum roll, please. So, Japanese film crew filming a movie in some kind of weird concrete bunker. Things go terribly wrong. The director seems to be insane. There's zombies everywhere. It's scary. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Movie movie ends, girl survives, pull away. Hey, that's the shortest fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. No, it's not. 
now it's it becomes another movie, which is really just kind of a, a comedy of errors behind the scenes of what really was happening while they're filming the movie. And it, it goes from a horror to a comedy. And then at the very end, they do the end credits where it's the real, real behind right. the scenes. <laughs> That's correct. I noticed Because at too. first I was like, what the, you know, I watched so many movies with you that sometimes it takes 20 minutes in before I'm like, I've already seen this. <laughs> well, so you think you've seen it before, but you don't know when. Is that correct? Correcto. I had to have seen it with you. When do you think I was just sitting around? I was like, I was going to watch Westworld, but I'm going to watch something, some Japanese horror movie I've never heard of in my entire life before. Somebody told me about this movie. My buddy Tori mentioned it, like texted it to me. People do this. When you host a horror science fiction podcast, random people will just text you. Hey, have you seen this movie? Um, or like uh, Brianna and Tim do, our sister and her husband, they'll send us, we're watching TV and this weird thing is happening. What movie could this possibly be from? Uh, anyway, but my buddy Tori texted me, One Cut of the Dead, have you seen it? And I was just like, no, I've, I've never even heard of it, whatever. And you kind of file it away. Then it was on Joe Bob. Joe Bob showed it to me. I knew nothing about it going in. I knew it was a Japanese zombie movie and that was it. Um but I really liked it. I'm getting the sense that you were not as enamored with it because you didn't speak the language or what? No. Uh, at first I was like, Ugh. I wasn't excited with the, with the horror part, but I, I really enjoyed the second part more. Right. That's what does it. That's what yeah. sells it is, is the, the behind the scenes, because basically, okay, I got to just jump It was in. a lot of stereo. The, the first half was a lot of stereotypical. Yes. What I would call Japanese acting with the girl. Ah, and, uh, but I did like the, the, the one guy who ended up being the comedy relief right. was actually the scariest part of the scary part of the movie. Right. You're talking about the drunk guy? The drunk guy. <laughs> and then I liked the director's wife. She, I liked her all the way through. She, she, she was, was great. cracking me up. She, she was a star of the show, really. Yes. So, okay. So basically, so like like Aaron said, the first half, first 30 minutes of the movie is, you know, they're filming a zombie movie. Oh my God, they're real zombies. Fine. Then and there's something wrong with the director. The director would just jump in and throw a zombie at him and film. Go, go, Action. go. And they're like, ah! Action, action is is the same in Japanese, evidently. Because right. he, would, he would throw a zombie and go, action! <laughs> um, yes, so he's nuts. You don't know what's going on. Um, the behind the scenes Because there's is, no buildup. He's just crazy from the beginning. Yes, that is correct. So behind the scenes, what they discover is he's kind of, you know, he works fast, the director. He works fast, he works, works cheap. And delivers average work. Like that's like his calling card, basically. Fast, cheap, average is what I bring. Right. So they hire him for the new zombie channel, which I have to say, <laughs> sign me up. So, sign you up. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> zombie channel. That's pure Kevin. That's what I'm saying. So they hire him. They say to kick off the new zombie channel, we want to do a live uh, zombie movie. Just And one, one take. It was one, cut. To be one shot. One yes. cut. 
so that was that was the the you know when you watch the original movie you notice it's all one cut so they there aren't a bunch of you know smash cuts here and there it's just yeah one the cameraman gets scene. knocked over at one point and yes. it's like laying on the ground and then finally gets back up and run it starts running after them again that's correct yeah there yeah are- no matter what's going on there's always this person filming yes and that was kind of conf- honestly that was kind of confusing in the original film. Right. Was there supposed to be, was that a person or was that just, you know, what? I mean, what was it? Was that supposed to be another character or was that just filming? Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, didn't until really... he got knocked down, once he got knocked down and was laid in the grass, so the camera's in the grass and then the camera jumps back up, right. then you know that there's, yes, another person filming everything that's going on. I see. Okay. So they hire him to do it, and he's kind of incredulous. I'm not sure about this, you know, because it's, again, live, and it's one cut. There's no commercial breaks. There's nothing else. Um, So he eventually agrees to do it. They're doing table reads. They're getting ready. And, of course, as they're about to go live, shit hits the fan. All sorts of problems occur. Two of the main actors who were having an affair got into a car accident and were unable to show up. Okay, the guy playing the director and the guy playing the makeup artist were on a, are now not able to attend. So they're basically like, okay, um, you know, the the real director's like, well, I did a little acting in high school. I know the script backwards and forwards. I can step in and I'll just play the director. Right, you're just His, shouting, screaming action and right. act crazy. You know, it's Absolutely. not Meryl Streep and in, in, uh, where, where Sophie's she has to choice. choose. Sophie's choice, you know, yeah. <laughs> that is, yes, yes, that is absolutely correct. Now they're now they're stuck. What do we do? Well, the director's wife used to be an actor and reads all of his scripts because um, she's looking for hobbies. She's like, you know, I kind of do this martial arts thing that I, that I watch videos of martial arts, but I'm kind of oh, no, that's self defense. It was yes. a lot of stuff we had to do training in school with the hands yes. that go up and the turn. I had yes. to do that once a year. Pro act training. I was like, oh, Lord. You're absolutely right. Self-defense training. So, but she's looking for a hobby. She's kind of unfulfilled in her life. So well, unbeknownst why doesn't she husband, get a job so they're not in the smallest apartment in the entire world? That is true. That's a question. Because that place <laughs> was freaking, I don't know if it's a Tokyo thing where it's just, look, there's millions of people who live in this town. So we got to just cram them in any which way we can. Stuff them in. We're taking in a boarder who sleeps underneath the couch. Basically. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's like Soylent Green or something. Ah. That of the game. So she evidently, because she used to be an actress, gave it up because she would get too intense is how they describe it. But <laughs> she's, she's read the script a hundred times. She's Literally, a actor. Over the course of this movie, she's like Daniel Day-Lewis. Or somebody <laughs> where she just straight loses her mind, gets so into the character that they have to like put her in the sleeper hold to put her down, basically, because <laughs> she's chasing the dude around with it with a hatchet. It's like gonna get, it's gonna chop the girl up in like real life, I guess. Oh yeah, she was great. She was she was really good because there's a line where she's like looks him like. Aren't you, you need, you need to calm down. You need to calm down. And she looks and she's like, 
I am calm. I'm dead calm. <laughs> I'm dead I'm calm. Dead. <laughs> um, I gotta right. remember that. It was good. Her delivery was just terrifying. It was she was she was arguably the best part of the movie. I, I uh, agree. So then it's and then another one of the actors is a drunk. So he's like literally drinks the celebratory sake like right before performance. So he's stumbling around uh, and they're literally having to like hoist him up and push him up against things to make him look like a zombie. And it is dynamite. Honestly, the, the second part is just comedy relief. I couldn't even come up with some of how they're they're all the stuff like that you wouldn't see. Like they're they're hoisting him around. He's actually vomiting on people. It's not <laughs> yes. part of the script. <laughs> Cuz he's so drunk. It was they're they're ho- holding him like a marionette. It was fantastic. It was dynamite. Then there was the the guy playing the boom mic operator who evidently has, I don't know, uh, tender bowels or something, where it's like, if he drinks hard water, he gets diarrhea. So they, <laughs> he said, when I emailed you, I can only drink soft water. And evidently, as right about they're about to go on, he takes a sip of hard water and spits it out and goes, oh my God. So then the rest of the time he's sitting there, for the first half, you see him just sitting in the corner like by himself, like, uh, and then he eventually just runs out I have to go. It's coming. <laughs> so, oh God. It was. <sighs> so now evidently there was supposed to be, cause they, at the end of the thing, they kind of pull back to reveal kind of a bloody pentagram on the ground. And that was supposed to be some kind of reveal. Like there was somebody cast a spell or somebody, had, there was a curse on the building. Right. Something right. Along those lines. But evidently they had to cut, stuff out because of all the craziness. So there was never any like, there's no explanation as to why suddenly there's zombies. And because frankly, someone has put a curse. Well, but they don't say that during the, it's oh. like they kind of mention it behind the scenes. Like we have to get this shot, you know, to, to reveal this is why there's zombies. And frankly, there aren't many zombies. Let's yeah. call this what it is. It's, it's like, like two. There's two. Who chase you from one end? Well, it's like what happens? The drunk guy leaves, and then he's a zombie. Okay, then he throws up on the other guy, and he gets turned into a zombie and pulls so, his arm off. Pulls his arm Let, off. Lest we forget that. That's correct. So now they're chasing. And, and them frankly, around. if it was just the zombies, they probably would have been okay. It's the director every so often will just grab one of them and shove it on one of the actors going, action, whenever <laughs> right. it slows down. Right. So it's it's the human who keeps opening up the doors <laughs> and directing the zombies at the actors. That's correct. That's correct. Well, and I guess he was kind of pissed off. Like He's kind of a mild-mannered, kind of put-upon individual in real life, the director. So when he has to step in, he kind of unloads whatever it is he's been carrying around. Like at one point he smacks like the male actor. You've been complaining since the first day. <laughs> and the guy's like, he's ad-libbing. What is this? So then later that the actor kind of runs up on him and says like, hey, you smacked me. What the hell? You don't lay your hands on me. And that's when the first time you see the wife is now starting to go a little crazy because she's just like, get out of here. You go over there. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
And then it, uh, since I'm watching it uh, all in Japanese, that yes. other girl, their their new makeup artist is their daughter. Well, what happens? There's the daughter. Um, I saw her screaming at children actors, trying to get them to not use the eye drops. She wanted them to actually cry. So, she, so the parents swooped in and tried to extract their child actor away from the crazy makeup artist. That's so. The there's a subplot with the daughter. The daughter, I, I guess, on some level, wants to follow through her dad's footsteps, and she's very talented, but she's kind of a pain in the ass. So she gets, keeps getting fired from these jobs. So now she steps in and comes cause she wants to like, just like the mom, they both want to watch the performance. Um, but, and then when they all step in, they're about to throw it to one of those technical difficulty cards. Uh, when, when things start to go bad and she stops them and she's the one who says, <laughs> after the boom mic guy runs off because he's having <laughs> explosive diarrhea, she they're like, oh damn, we better go throw it to commercial or something. She's like, no, 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 bring him back as a zombie. You know, flip to page, whatever, and we're fine. And then she, she kind of is the one in the booth who gets she's everything working. Right, she's able to get it kind of back on track, basically. So it is like I agree with you. If it was just the first 30 minutes, like that's the movie, then it's forgettable. It's forgettable. Yeah, it's, it's just kind it's of totally whatever. forgettable. When it was over, I was like, oh, okay, good. And right. then I was like, uh, but wait a minute. That seems really short. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then you're kind of like, you know, the cameras. Then they a roll shaky. credits. They roll yes. credits. I'm like, this must be one of these found footage films like Cannibal Holocaust or Blair Witch. Maybe right. that's what's going on here. And then I was just watching the credits and then all of a sudden another movie popped up. Well, did you remember the conceit of this movie? I could not remember. So I, I oh, must good. Have... No, no, no. I couldn't remember because I was like, what? And then it started rolling and it was hysterical because the beauty of this and there were creepy parts in, in the, uh, the first half, mm -hmm. but there's always a problem when you combine horror and comedy, it's never right. that scary and it's never that funny. But the beauty of this is honestly, I mean, they could have made it scarier because it's have. really two different films that are related. You're watching the same movie again, but from behind the scenes. Right. That's the beauty. It's so kind it of can like... be as funny as, as possible. Right. And it can be creepy and scary. That That's the best way. Because literally, you watch the movie once, you watch the movie again, and then you get a little snippet at the end of the real behind the scene of the movie again. Which was interesting. Because it yeah. was like, on some level... You thought, are they really filming this? You know what right. I mean? When when it's behind the scenes, it's like, is that really the cameraman? It wasn't, obviously, because, you know, then they cut it again. They're like, oh, well, here's the real makeup artists. And here are the real cameramen. So it's like three levels I of mean, reality. Some of it, yeah, exactly. Some of it was, you know, like they're throwing the arms in. They're snatching people back. They're throwing other people in. But it was different. I mean, even the part where they're chasing him through the back of the Jeep. Mm -hmm. So in the fake, they close the door. 
But in the real, they did not. They kept that open. Right. Just little things. Little things. Because you have to, to to film it, you got to keep that door open. Right. It's Right. So it was, it was interesting. Now, there was a play that we did like in high school called Noises Off, which is kind of that thing where it's like the first act is you see in like front of stage and the second act you see what's happening behind stage. So it's that same kind of conceit where it's like you see, um, you know, here's what the audience is supposed to see and here's what they don't want you to see behind behind the scenes. Right. So. I like that conceit. No, no, no. It's like that first 30 minutes, you're like, okay, what really gets the job done is the last hour or whatever it is, which was not one cut, which was not, it was, there were cuts all over the place. They were cutting from, you know, here from, oh, here's the actor getting thrown up on going, what the hell? What's going Yeah, the first one was kind of a typical zombie movie, but it all seems to be just in one building and just the area around there. So after a little while, you're like, well, how many times is the director going to come in and push a zombie? I'm like, this is getting a little redundant. Uh, I I was like, I was getting ready to be a Sour Patch Kid. (laughs) And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, okay. But I would say the drunk guy was the funniest and the scariest. <laughs> he covered both bases. There's a scene where uh, the wife, the makeup artist, who's gone nuts and is chasing around the actress with the hatchet. And behind the scenes, you see the director like basically like shove zombies in the way to try to stop her. Like, <laughs> slow her down. And, and she's so, because of all the uh, self-defense videos she's watching, she does like a kick, kicks this dude. Oh, over. yeah. <laughs> she she was him. badass. She was a, like a ninja warrior. She was like <laughs> high kicking people. She was out. She was rock and roll. No, she was great. Even the end when she's dead, she's not, she still pops up with like an ax in her head. Right. Pops <laughs> up with the axe ah, in the middle of the scene and like the director like jumps on her like off camera to like, <laughs> like get her off. No, if if you watched if you watch just that first 30 minutes again, there are moments where it's clear bizarre choices are being made. Where it's like right. you said, like the camera's kind of left in the grass for way too long. Yeah. Uh, where like there's a scene on the roof where it's like a zoom in of the girl like crying for I swear to God twenty minutes. Ah, yeah, ah. yeah. and the zombie would freeze, and then she yes. would like touch his finger and he'd come back to life. Right, like three uh, times. Her, her zombie boyfriend, I'd be like, stop touching him. Well, like, he's frozen. Get the hell out of there. But then the second half explains what's, what's going on. Right. Things are falling apart behind the scenes, but it's one take. So they can't stop. Right. Right. No, no, no. This, this is, if you have not seen one cut of the dead, it's on shutter. I actually purchased it for four ninety nine, So it's, it's part of my collection. Now this is what I, Aaron, this is what I do. Okay. I collect Thank God this is all like you don't have physical uh, copies of these anymore because literally you would need a storage shed for the amount of bullshit you uh, purchase. Well, there are movies that I'm like, I got to get this in 4K in like solid media. There are those movies. (laughs) And then there are those movies that I'm like, oh, $4.99 streaming. Let's do it. Boom. Why not? (laughs) Why not? Uh, 
What do you got for notes? Anything else? Well, I didn't really take many notes because at first I was a Sour Patch Kid. And then, uh, yeah, I put uh, Axe in the Head. Yeah, Drunk as a Puppet. Yeah, the the Drunk Guy as a Puppet. That's the best thing. Now, none of my notes are are of any value because once it switched over to comedy, I just stopped taking notes. Because it was, you have to just let it wash over you. For you got to wash over it. No, no, I recommend. Aaron uh, recommends. <laughs> there's so okay. I wrote Boom Guy just chilling because there's a scene where uh, the makeup artist is talking to the two actors and they're just kind of talking. So, have any hobbies? And that's what she talks about. <laughs> if an attacker comes, then you kind of dip your knee and you go pum. So they're like, you have to say palm. She's like, yes, it's very important. You have to say palm. So if you listen, when people are like trying to stop her, you keep hearing her saying palm, palm in the background as she's doing her her self-defense stuff all the time. Um, No, no, this this was a delight. It's a a delight. delight. Like I said, uh, of course, we're spoiled at all. Uh, But I'm always afraid that someone will watch the first 30 minutes and be like, screw this. Right. You got to you got to watch the whole thing. It first 30 minutes do not suck. They're not horrible. Yeah. They're but just kind of like special. nothing special. That's exactly yeah. right. Um I put not many zombies, which we talked about. There's like right, a grand right. total of like 3 and they're all members of the crew. Like you don't see some scraggly looking dude rolling along. Um I wrote it, zombie it, channel. I'm going to write Maybe if I actually knew what anyone was saying at any time, that maybe that would have add to, added to the enjoyment. I'm trying to think what I'm channel... trying to think. Is there a zombie behind you right now? There is. For some reason, I'm recording and people are coming in, slamming doors, opening things. Are we about done? Is your child trying to escape from uh, from this prison? Are you human trafficking? What's happening? It's hot, so he's he's trying to close the window so he can turn on the air. That's how we oh, do it. Oh, is that is that the rule? That's the rule. Um, let's see. Did you notice that everybody was wearing shirts that were written in English? Yeah, I everybody. did notice that. One cut of the dead. Well, not just that was, but just like like the daughter was wearing just like a random shirt that had words written in English. Because I, everybody loves America. It's true. I had a well, and you see this in America where people have like tattoos of kind of Asian oh, script soup, soup, yeah. right? Like <laughs> uh, I had a friend who went to Japan for two years and was teaching English uh, while she was there, and she said people would wear like T-shirts with just like innocuous English words, like spoon. We, we all would say on their shirt. So. That's kind of funny. <laughs> With the right font, that could work. Maybe that'll be my my next million. Yep. Um, any other thoughts and feelings? I put uh, a view of the crew recording the crew recording the crew. Yeah, that that was funny. That, that was, was good. Funny. Good, stuff. good stuff. Shall now, we go- I was trying to remember, we watched a Japanese film with a tough guy. Remember that? And, and for some reason, I kept thinking that that dude was in this movie. Do you know what I'm talking about? It set us on a spiral that we'd seen one of his movies before. Uh, Well, what did we watch? We watched Battle Royale. 
Um, was it one of was it one of the baddies from Battle Royale? It might have been like the the former teacher who was on yes! like the host. Yes, that's that's exactly it. Good call. Thank, Thank you. you. I have I have the COVID brain because I of course got COVID in Europe like everyone else in America this summer. <laughs> good old COVID brain. Good old COVID. Well, it's a good excuse to now then just only be walking around for three hours out of the day and the rest of the time laying in bed watching Westworld and reading books. I'll tell you what, when I got COVID, I got COVID in mid-May, it felt like crap for about a day and a half. And then it was just a week of me laying in bed, watching, catching up on shows, watching movies there's movies I watched that I'm like, oh, we got to do this on the show. It's gotta, we got to do this one on the show. So it was no, time. I was, in a, I was at a youth hostel with, with the blinds drawn so I didn't transmit to other people watching 12 hours of Seinfeld on my iPad in a bunk bed. <laughs> in a, and you, so you didn't have your own room, right? There are other randos as, like as snuggling up next to you. As soon as I could, I, I moved over into a private room. It's just that everyone in America and the world was traveling this summer. So uh, all right. the privates were taken up. So it's N95, 24-7. Sweet Ooh. Jesus. Are you ready for behind the scenes? Lay it on me, brother. Movie costs 25000 to make? And made over $25 million. Good job. Good, Good job. Them. I like different. I like clever. And this was both. The first 37 minutes was actually shot in one take. And it took two days and six takes for the cast and crew to get the perfect one. Wait. There you go. What? They had to keep trying. It took them six times to get it right over the course of two days. Yeah, because I was like, wait a minute. It was one take and they just didn't sleep for two days? I mean, <laughs> yeah. how long is this fucking movie? <laughs> I got you. I got you. They just had to keep doing it over and over until it was correct. Right Now, they, they didn't do it 24 hours a day. I mean. <laughs> That's sweet. what I was saying. I'm like, wouldn't this movie be much longer? It, it wouldn't be 30 minutes if, if it was one take and it took two and a half days. This is like now about like a war hall ass thing where they just point the camera at the street you could just sit there for three days most of the cast paid money to be in this movie oh i would have paid to be in it at least initially because this was a final product of an acting and directing workshop uh called the enbu seminar so it was like an it was like a class that they took and sign they me created. up sign me up kevin not bad um the original title was Kamara Wo Tomorrow Na, which in Japanese means don't stop shooting. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, the cast performed the one take scene perfectly on the second try, but a crew error led to the camera stopping during the take and it being. Oh. They were all fired after that. That's, that's where the rage begins. <laughs> that's where the rage shot in eight <laughs> days. Yep. An early scene in which the director berates the actress for being insufficiently terrified is a sly reference to the filming of The Shining, during ah, which Stanley Kubrick famously bullied Shelley Duvall to get a better performance. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. There you go. The I blood splash 
on the camera and the hand wiping it off is real and not a post-production effect. Oh, it was great. It was yeah. great. I like the little sprinkles on there. Cause you uh, can tell they do that every now and then. And you can tell it's been added digitally. I like, I like a little slop on there. You like a little, <laughs> just a little slop. Well, how about the girl at the end when they're doing the behind the scenes when she's chopping up yes, uh, her boyfriend? Right in the face. And, and yeah, the guy has a hose. He's just like spitting blood in her face. It's just coated. <laughs> so disgusting. Good times. Uh, one more. The actor, Manobu Hosai, who played the zombie in the pink shirt who bites the assistant director, was actually drunk when filming that part. <laughs> so there you go. I guess talk? if you're paying, you can do as you please. You can do what you want. If anything goes <laughs> that stage of the game. Uh, let's talk about the cast. There really isn't, I mean, they're not actors that I'm familiar with. Uh, the director was played by Takayuki Hamatsu. You know him from One Cut of the Dead, uh, something called Kamer Rider Revice. I don't know what that is. Kingdom 2. Okay. This is... Uh, Chinatsu was... What's the wife's played, name? Uh, I don't know. What was the wife's name? It was uh -oh. played by Yuzuki Akiyama. And you know them from Kamen Rider Revice, One Cut of the Dead, Bishinari. There's a lot of Japanese names here. A lot of Japanese names in a lot of Japanese movies. That's true. Uh, I'll do one more. Now was played by Harumi Shuhama. You know them from One Cut of the Dead. It's like they're all in the same things. Common Rider Revice. Is it Ichigo. like Matt Damon and What's-His-Face where they just keep showing up together? Pretty much. So that's all we need to know. <laughs> Shall we talk about the rating? Yes. The rating. It's a, it's in the 90s, isn't it? 100%. Boom. 100%. Yup. Let's take it was a look. It's good, kids. It's it, good. It was good. Peter Bradshaw from The Guardian, four out of five. It's a movie that rescues the tired zombie trope without insisting on metaphor or satire. Is that helpful? I don't know. Metaphor satire. Okay. Uh, Whatever, dude. I don't know. I don't recognize any of these other names. So I can read one if you want, but I won't. <laughs> what is your rating? Oh, Rex Reed, of course, did not review this. So yeah, you Rex Reed. We I were know. so excited for him. What did Interview Magazine have to say? <laughs> uh, what, what, what was that magazine? George? Is that? I don't think George, that's, that's right. That was John F. Kennedy Jr.'s, <laughs> named after the founder of our country, George Washington. So there you go. Yeah, sounds pretentious. All right. So my rating is going to be four out of five zombies barfing in your mouth. <laughs> zombies barfing in your mouth. I will also give it four out of five. I'm calm. I am dead calm. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> yes, I will give it that. Uh, it is, like we said, first 37 minutes, fine. A little bland, non-offensive. Uh, second, two-thirds, three-quarters, dynamite. And frankly, this is a movie for the whole family, in my opinion. What I agree. 
I agree, because whatever trauma your five-year-old would experience in the first 30 minutes will all be smoothed over and erased in the next, you know, hour. Well, because it isn't that violent. They don't show you anything. It's just uh, blood spray. Bl- and a little blood occasion- squirting. And, and an arm appearing. Oh, I just remember one scene. At one point... The wife, during the the first 30 minutes, she's terrified, and she has her hand down, and she's holding hands with the severed hand. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Well, because they think think the one actor is just pretending to have his arm ripped off. I don't know how one pretends to do that, but (laughs) they they quickly realize, oh, not a joke. Not a joke at all. <laughs> so, good time. So, thank you very much. Go to our page on Facebook at the podcast that wouldn't die. Go to our page on Twitter at T Podcast TW Die. Aaron, are we on Instagram? Is this a thing? We are on the Instagram. Oh, we're so close. Let me see how many. We're almost at a thousand followers. Although, I monitor this son of a ding. Nobody gets a free pass. You either follow us or I'm dumping you and blocking you, you son of a whore. <laughs> you get dumped and blocked. You get the and hammer. I'm going to report you for human trafficking. We're Please at do. 998. Guys, help us out on that Insta, for goodness That's sake. That's right. And then once we get that, we only need 9,000 more followers to cre- give us any value here. That is so, correct. So get on that. We are the podcast that wouldn't die on Instagram. And there's like an underscore after every word. That's a lot of uh, underscores. You can also email us at the podcast that wouldn't die at Gmail. Gmail. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere the finer podcasts are available. So don't forget to like, share, review, and rate. If you that will, always, it always reminds me of the Finer Things Club. Don't you want should. nice things? Treat yourself. Treat so, yourself. Um, Aaron, are Yet. you also on the social media in a personal capacity? I am. You people should buy my stuff, I think. I think that's a very good idea because I spent a lot of money in Europe. And then I came home and threw a cool G spot at uh, Amazon. Oh, wait a minute, and... a cool G spot? I'm not sure that's what it's referred to. <laughs> by the way, I bought an electric bike and a new turntable, and then just I I went buck wild. Interesting. A G. So I do need <laughs> shut up. <laughs> it's gonna catch on, man. I don't think it will. Is this like, is this, uh, it's just like, uh, you know, send that stuff over and I'll make it worth your while. Is that what this is? I don't know what the issue is. It's, it's for the, uh, the podcast fans only site. <laughs> I guess. I am the cult of Aaron on the Instagram. I am also don't feed the pigeon on Instagram. I am on Aaron Doherty on First Dibs, Aaron Doherty on Artsy. I'm here. I'm there. You see something on my Instagram you would like to purchase, I'll sell it to you. Good time. So check that out, please. Yes. Next week, we're going deep. We're going deep. We are doing the immortal cult classic Laser Blast. 
You may think to yourself, what in the hell is Laser Blast? Is that even a movie? It, it sounds is... like some kind of Atari bullshit ripoff game with pixels. I remember this was from 1978. I remember this movie watching it like at five o'clock on Saturday on Channel 5. One of those deals. I haven't seen it in a while and it may be Uh-oh. malarkey, but you can watch it. With ads, so you know it's good, on Roku, Voodoo, Tubi, Pluto, Plex, and Freebie. Oh, all God. with ads. Is it, is it going to be all in Spanish like the, when I tried to watch uh, the, the five murder children movies? Every yes. time I go to Tubi, it's always only in Spanish, no matter how many times I type the name in. So check it out. Let the good times roll. So, thank you very much and be well. I just want it. My last thought, because it's summertime, is if you have not had a San Pellegrino Lemonata, then your life is not being lived to the fullest. There's one thing Italians know how to do, and it is to make a lemon soda. It is not too sweet. It has tartness. It is amazing. I'm drinking one right now, full sugared, and it is the greatest thing ever. Thank you, Italy. Thank you, San Pellegrino. Not a sponsor. And